0: So I had a couple of customers where they'll say, you know, have you ever had anyone not happy with your service? And I'm like, oh, of course. And they're like, what, really? Why would you tell me that? And I'm like, because I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> of course, I've had people who don't understand the service. I've had to kick people out and that in itself, which would have scared me in the past or I would have lied about has helped build my business, helped my, my relationship. <laughs> Heroes are an inspiring
1: group of people, every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen to the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. The doctor saving lives at your local hospital, the war veteran down the street who risked his lives for our freedom, the police officers and firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling, but there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves you know what i can fix that i can help people and i can make a difference then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service some go on to change the world others make a world of difference to their customers welcome to the hero show join us as we pull back the masks of the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers their success and their influence so you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Cool. So you, you said something else too that I, I kind of want to touch on a bit, because I think, um, at least people like me and you, I'm not sure how many people are like this, but you hit a point where you're comfortable, mm-hmm. and being comfortable as an entrepreneur is uh, dangerous. Yes. Um, because being comfortable means that you can stop growing and everyone knows if you stop growing, you start rotting. Yep. Um, and so you have to continue to grow. So I'm curious, how do you deal with being comfortable and still knowing that you need to grow and push forward?
0: Um, that's a really um, like a, a question that (laughs) it, I've never really thought of, but, uh, I want to put this into words that would make sense for, for everyone is that I never really, truly get comfortable there. I actually become very uncomfortable when I'm on vacation, um, when I'm not doing stuff when I'm, and so I might be comfortable in the sense and don't get me wrong, I I love spending time with my family and love being on vacation and so on and so forth. I find it fun creating new things and I find it fun like learning new ways of doing stuff when I what I do get comfortable in doing and I've actually seen it's not a bad thing, no matter what, there are a couple of things that are going to that are going to happen. One, when you have a good product or service, you're going to get competitors so you have your competitors coming you're you're also going to you're there's a lot of forces against you you have your competitors just like with your push button podcasting when people start seeing what you're doing you know you're going to be able to ride that wave for a while but then people are going to be like huh i can do that too or try and do it at least right um and it's always going to happen you know you can't like uh, a very good portion of, of 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 the book called rework talks about like who cares about your competitors Like, don't even worry about it, but know that they're there. Know that that's going to happen. So you have your competitors that that are coming no matter what. You have, um, market forces just in general and you have, um, you know, uh, the, uh, what is that called? Like the zeitgeist, like where, where certain things are going to not be relevant anymore. Yeah you know, legal, who, you know, legal zoom came around and no, hardly anyone goes to lawyers now to get incorporated or to get wills or anything like that. They took a huge chunk of the market. So you're going to have all these different things happening. And so, and there's a point to why I'm saying this is that when I get comfortable, it's usually where I stop doing something with one aspect of my business, but I'm building something else somewhere else. So, for me for me my my when i stop with building this particular aspect of the business i'll be building up my homestead which people are like eh, okay well why do that well for me i have if you go to the store and you get a dozen free range amazing eggs you're going to be spending like six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes even $10 for that dozen. I get a dozen and a dozen of those eggs every day. So just off of eggs alone, if I were to look at the market value of those dang eggs, you know, I, you're looking at, you know, <laughs> close to $300 per month, just in eggs.
1: That's, that's $3,600 a year
0: yeah so like just from that that's not counting like goat's milk that's not counting like any other thing that i built it has an actual value to it that um the garden we have you know fresh broccoli growing and all that stuff and and so do I, do you need to start a homestead no but i'm always doing something else that is building up just like with you and your podcast, you were building up your podcast for your business, but that was also like you, you get a, bu- like I get a bug where I'm like, I need to figure this thing out. And usually that bug turns into something I can sell. Um, I'll tell you what, my yeah, bug yeah. Is. um, so there's this, there's this, um, so I'm really big on the idea that AI is going to be able to help me sell stuff. And you and I had both uh, seen um Amy from x.ai which that company was it yeah. was awesome they changed it to something stupid now um, I was like their biggest advocate too literally that that ai would schedule meetings for you in human language and i had so many people had who had no idea that it was actually an ai and I was like, this is cool. I bet you there's something out there that can do this for sales. Well, there's a company out there called conversica. I'll give you guys a little secret of, of, so conversica, they cost several thousand dollars a month to use their AI, but, but the AI will go back and forth, schedule meetings, uh, 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 will get people into your calendar, will do all this stuff and it's infinitely scalable cause it's it's AI, right? so like what i'm trying to figure out they have a free 25 25 lead um try for free thing i i use a software called ubot um it costs costs i forgot how much it costs but you can automate anything on on a windows machine so i want to actually win i go to these events automatically take the people from those events utilize them with the free conversica lead like prospect ai and get more people buying my stuff so like when i'm getting comfortable because right now i'm not touching anything really in person i get comfortable with that i'm always thinking of something else and utilizing something else because then i can if, if that works out, then I can even use that as some kind of system to, to help my cl- clients to get more <laughs> leads and so on and so on.
1: Yeah, so. I totally get that. I do the, doing the same thing, right? Like I, I developed all these systems and processes for push button podcasts. And I was like, well, that's a business. And then <laughs> yeah. in putting all that together, I was like, I realized I was like, I have a whole set of information on how to build systems and processes. So I bought another domain, it's called push button processes. And I'm like, I've got a training course and some stuff going together that'll help people document their systems and whatnot. Yeah, I'm like, and I've got the VSAs now that will do the documentation of the processes. So like, if they want to just record the videos, my team will do all the stuff for them and put the whole documentation site together. Yeah. Um, and I, I was it. like, there's a second business there, right? So, so like, yeah. it's, it's as you build things, and things get comfortable, you start seeing other things and other ways to, to build, to build stuff. Um, But yeah, the other thing that I've, I've noticed that I have to do too is um, when I hit a place where I'm really comfortable and I'm not like, I want to actually grow this business or the other business. um, I have to find things that I want. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can't, it can't, for me, it can't be like revenue numbers. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, you know, saying I want to hit $30,000 a month in revenue is just meaningless. Totally. Um, right, because like I have, I have all the money I want, right? Yeah. And I don't even make that much money. But like, like I, <laughs> because just things are more important to me. So generally, I have to, I have to do things like sit down with my kids or sit down with my wife and be like, "What's the next like adventure we want to do? And how much is that going to cost?" And then work backwards from there to like, "Okay, we need to hit thirty thousand dollars a month if we want to buy a big ass yacht and do, you know, go around the world port to port." Um, what does it take to build a business to make that happen? And I'm like, I, I know exactly what it takes to build that. That's actually exciting for me, right? Because I think that'd be a cool adventure to take my kids on. Yeah. Um, and, and so like, the, I have to find ways to motivate myself to grow. Um, and, you know, to sort of fight that, that comfort thing that happens when you're like, I've got everything I want, I don't need anything more. <laughs> so, so for, you know, for those of us who are like, I still have more value to give, and it would be a disservice to the people around me to not continue to do that um and also it's boring
0: yeah right? exactly <laughs> exactly and it's boring um for me to if i built a system in my business like right you know right now like just like with mark i'm sure he has sold people on stuff or has come close to doing something like a value like that um you know my general manager like actively bid builds my business. And I obviously get, I give him bonuses and things like that for doing that. Um, so I'm kind of like, that's good. So, you know, how, like there has to be other things out there. Just like you said is, is stuff that challenges you that, that is also really cool, like a little, like really cool goal to get to. So like, for me, the, the last thing was this, this is gonna sound dumb, but it <laughs> was this uh, wild cat house, this barrel cat house. I'd never built anything like structure-wise in my life, and I'm like, I'm gonna have a gabled roof. I'm gonna do all this stuff, and I'm, it's gonna be awesome. And uh, I spent literally spent like three or four weeks building this thing. It was the most frustrating thing in my life. These these hands are dainty, and so. Uh, they've never done really any manual work before. And afterward, I'm like, yes, I'm the man it worked. And so, <laughs> so now I have a system of cats who are getting rid of all my gophers. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like now I don't have, like now I, now I can go and do all these others. Like it, so yeah, it's, it's like that, the comfort, like I ride waves, um, I ride waves, um, there's. One of my favorite books is Paralandra from C.S. Lewis. Um, okay. The second book in the Space Trilogy. And they're on Venus. I'm going to spoil it for everyone if they have never read it. And there's no land except for one fixed land. Everything else is these floating islands. And part of the gist of the book is that the person. I'm not gonna ruin it all, but the person who lives there is used to riding the waves. Where we are, like constantly, like, oh, you know, I've lost motivation here, but I want to do this thing. Um, I should be doing this this thing over here, uh, even though I lost motivation we have to get used to riding waves. And if I, if my wave is toward AI and learning how to do build natural language programming stuff, I'm going to do that. If it's chicken coops, I'm going to do that. If it's VSA building more VSA stuff, I'm going to do that. But being used to riding the wave that God's sending you and just enjoying it. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. my, uh, uh, my current wave that is not business related. Um, it's more on the, uh, the 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 goal side for my family and doing stuff. is my son has gotten really into the Pokemon trading card game. Yeah, I saw. I saw you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like and
0: You're in front of one of the Pokemon. Uh,
1: yeah, um, one of the regional uh, tournaments on <laughs> online. And so I was like, I, I was sitting there and I was like, we were at the tournament. He's like, I want to, I want to play this. And I played it a lot as a kid. I still have like a, a thing of like my cards from 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I pulled him out and, um, we were at the thing and I was like, I like, this is why I earn money, right? This is why I do businesses <laughs> for stuff like this. So I sat down with my son and we spent like a thousand dollars on Pokemon card things. And we bought decks and we bought, you know, training sleeves and oh, look, I actually have them sitting at my desk. I bought little, uh, like metal boxes that you put your deck in and stuff with them and damage counters. Um and you know I started him how to play and we played a couple of games and we went back the next day for the second day of the tournament and we got involved in like a raid battle which is like a competitive um, or cooperative um, thing that you compete against a big competitor um, and it was super cool and he's like he's like on fire um, and it's it's really cool for me because it's like I got a bit of nostalgia in there and like it the it's a high level strategy game right that you know, you can go all the way down to like 10 year olds who are using it who have no strategy at all. And they're like, I just want the, you know, the pretty pictures and <laughs> do the damages where my son is at. But like, I we've gotten to have a lot of discussions over the past week about, you know, strategy and thinking and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's really cool for me and um and for him and it's something we can connect on and it's like i'm looking at him like hey the next regional tournament's in toronto and we're on our way up the east coast so maybe we'll go to toronto and do that kind of stuff so yeah like i you know you just ride the waves when they come right and the to your point five minutes of freedom when you have the freedom in your business to chase those things that's a cool place to be in
0: yeah for sure and that's and that's the the ultimate goal and people get i actually just posted uh something on linkedin today, it was from David Hannah Hansen, who was one of the rework um, guys. And he said, like, we, we were like, most entrepreneurs are, are told that, you know, if you just compress your time and you hustle and hustle and hustle and, and you do all this hard work, eventually it's going to pay off. Uh, if you you know what reality is, if you can build something where you're making enough money And you're you're giving your 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 your, you have enough free time, which is way more important than money, to spend time with your family and to to do the things that you love, like Pokemon. uh, For me, it's um, uh, my my oldest daughter and I. We love Final Fantasy, so the new remake that's coming out, like that's like our thing. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Um, Nice. We. uh, uh, What system is that coming out on? Oh, it's on all of them. It's so uh, PS uh, PlayStation and Xbox and um, uh, PC. So we do it on PC, um, but um, yeah, dude, it's that's what is most important and building a life like that. Like I used to actually have a very like I used to look at these big businesses and, and see these, you know, CEOs. And uh, even if they had 20 people and they had their tie, they had their office. I, you know, I have, I have family members who are just like that. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing that they're able to do that. And now I'm like, that's so, that sucks. They have to be there all the time. A lot of the times they have no systems and that's why they're there and they're working ungodly hours. They're getting cancer. They're getting all these like different stress related stuff. Sucks. So. permission to play that's one of the things we talk about on the show all the time is
1: that play is not a reward for work well done play is a foundational requirement for doing good work yeah exactly exactly (laughs) gotta flip that flip that script for you so (laughs) speaking of speaking of that i want to i want to flip a little bit and start talking about your common enemy right so common enemy is something that you fight against in your business right so if um when you bring people on right if you could wave your magic wand and remove one thing from your client's life that you know would help them get better faster results for the things that you do, something that you're constantly struggling with, with your clients. What is that thing?
0: Yeah, uh, so it's funny. Uh, it always, and it always happens to the same type of clients. It's, it's the financial services industry and lawyers. They both have this idea that, and and it's understandable especially for like CPAs. It's understandable. They have been in school for so long. Lawyers, you know, you're looking at anywhere between, well, for lawyers, you're looking at anywhere between 18 to 22 years of school, you know, K through 12, four years of college, and between four and eight years of however long it takes them to get their Juris Doctorate or jurist, you know, their, their law degree. Um, same thing with CPA, CPAs, it's a long friggin time. And they equate the idea that I've been in I've, I, I've developed all these skills, quote, unquote, these skills, that nobody else can do. And because of that, they, they, it's very hard for them to see that really 95% of what they do is actually a process or a system that other people can do. Um, and so I'm constantly having to, so for those types, I have to be on them like white on rice. How many videos did you do today? How many, you know, you need, you, they, in their agreements, they have to agree, especially with lawyers. They have to agree to do a certain set of videos for their business. Um, uh, and because time and time again, beforehand, I would see that they would, they would say, Oh, well, this can't be done. This can't be done. This can't be done. This can't be done. Can't be done. And I'm like, dude, I can do that right now. If you just showed me how to do it, I can, I could do it and I don't need 16, 17, 18, 20, 22 years of schooling to do it. Um, and so really it's the separation of helping, helping businesses, business owners separate skill from systems. Um, yeah, there are, go ahead. I say my, my
1: my thought on that, um, and this is something that I, I wish I could figure out how to teach other people this skill, mm-hmm. um, but when someone looks at their system, right, especially something that's complicated like law, mm-hmm. they're looking at the thing that they're doing, they're like, I went through all of these years of schooling to learn how to do this thing, right? and they're looking at a huge system, right, the, a whole set of things, and if you take it as a whole, you're right, they're the only ones who knows how to do it. But if you actually look at the the physical work that's being done, mm. it's like it's like what you have you have is a lot of little things that happen, yep. Um, and a lot of those little things are mundane work, and yep. then you have decision points, and those decision points are where the schooling comes in, <laughs> yep. right? Where the big the where where understanding the whole process, understanding what's going on, and you're like you need to be here for that. So what I try to teach people is how do you find like look at your system and find the things that you're required for, that your yep. expertise is required for, and then pull those out of the system so you can make those decisions ahead of time, right? And then you can also, um, there's, if you really want to get into the weeds, there's like, how do you look at those decisions yep. and what are the questions you're asking yourself? What are the inputs that give you the, the certain outputs? Because you probably generally only have a few outputs from any particular decision. Yep. You can systemize that even. Um, so that they get filtered so only get certain, some certain things come to you, but it's, yep. it's like learning how a system works really helps them understand, like, I don't need to do everything. Yeah. Right? I had a, a client who, uh, um, does advertising like Facebook pay-per-click advertising. And she was like, I, I review my accounts every day. And I spend like four hours a day reviewing all these accounts. And she's like, I, I, I can't teach that to someone else because I look at things and I just, i into it. I know what the things are, where the red flags are and what I need to go in and change. Yeah. And I'm like, so I sat down with her for a while and I was like, well, let's actually go through it. Like, let me just watch you do it. <laughs> um, and and so we go through and we and watch her do these things. And it's like, there's numbers that are doing red flags for her, right? And she's looking at all these different things and she's spending four hours doing this. Um, but really the thing that's standing out is she's got, you know, pass fail ranges on three or four different things that she just knows in her head are pass fail. And I was like, so what if we took all of this review work that you're doing and had someone else do it and give you the pass fail numbers, (laughs) right? And now you can do what was taking you four hours. You can do in 10 minutes and someone else can spend the four hours, right? It still needs to be done. Someone needs to go through and do all of it, but it doesn't have to be you. Your expertise is required for knowing these are pass fails Right. Like, that's where you're going to come in and like your expertise is really valuable in this section here. And then it's like, OK, then her she comes in with when you have a fail, when you have something that's a failure, then you have your the stuff that you get paid for. Right. Yeah. The stuff that people want you for is your creativity and your ability to come in. How do we fix that? Yeah. Right. And now you're spending a lot less of your time doing mundane work, essentially. Um, and you can grow your account, stuff like that. And it was like mind blowing for people to think through their systems that way.
0: Yeah. Cause they never, cause you have to think that, uh, <laughs> I was never good in school for the very reason that, that I, I do what I do now that I didn't realize it at the time, but you have to think that, you know, a lot of these a pe- lot of people just in general, you, you go through over a decade of school decade and a half of schooling and what's the major thing that you learn over and over and over again every day it's the fact and i don't know sorry i didn't mean to (laughs) quit you're like i don't know what is it (laughs) (laughs) it's the fact that you learn very well that you you personally have to do everything. If you were to, if I were to hire you to do something for me in school, I would get expelled or suspended. I would be put in like the, like in detention, you have to do everything. You are the reason things pass or fail. Mm-hmm. There's no other choice. And so, you know, when like with your customer, A lot of people have it ingrained that I I've learned all these skills. I'm the one that has to do these things. Um, and you learn from a very early age that everything is dependent on you, which is not true. And so you don't even ever think, how could I actually have someone else do this thing? Um, it's, and so teaching people how, like that, it's O one, that it's okay to, to delegate and how to systematically delegate. Um, it's just something that's very foreign. It's uh, a lot of people, especially like, uh, like I said, lawyers and CPAs, financial services, they, 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 feel, they literally have like an adverse reaction to letting somebody else do something. Yeah. Like yeah. Well.
1: I've had, I've had this discussion with my son um, because <laughs> it's, it, it cracks me up and I just, I love it to pieces, but I, I have told him, I was like, for like for your house chores for school work we're still at the point where he's like like you have to learn math and you have to learn english because like if you can't communicate you can't move forward in the world so like you do actually have to learn those things but like for your your chores like i just care that the dishes get done (laughs) like if you can if you can find a way to delegate it and find some other kid who's willing let you have some sort of value he wants to trade and you can delegate it off to him and do it more power to you, kid. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I'll even help you devise systems that come up with that. But you know, um, and he hasn't got anywhere with that yet. But he was he was certainly thinking about it. Um, And he was like, so you're telling me if I had a product that I was selling, and I was making money for it, and I had another kid who wanted to, you know, who would work for it, and he could come over and do my chore for the dishes. And I was like, absolutely no, no, <laughs> like if, if you problem. if you build the systems and put it in place that you've got the the income coming in to pay another kid to do your chores as long as they get done
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it i love it it's it, oh yeah and that's about val- to me it's a valuable lesson of course you have to learn uh enough. like i honestly like like uh, if I needed to do anything calculus wise and hire someone to do that, or, or, to, or, or if I needed something, I would hire someone to do that. Uh, same thing with programming. You don't have design. You know, I mean, you, you may have design skills, but I, I don't, I hire a designer. I don't need to learn the rule of thirds or anything like that. Um, it's funny like when, it, when I'm giving these talks, uh, separating the skill from the system, people are blown away when, when it I'll, I'll bring up all these different, um, <laughs> these different people. So for example, I'll put up a slide that has Claude Monet on one end and I'll be like, Hey, who's, who's this guy? Nobody knows who he is until I say, and they're like, Oh yeah, Claude Monet, he creates a beautiful landscape art and very famous and his paintings go for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then on the other side you see a guy in Shanghai, China doing a hand painted Claude Monet. So you have Claude Monet, who is highly skilled, highly creative. Um, His art is extremely valuable. And people would say there's no way somebody can replicate that someone could uh, do could uh, make a system out to, to make a hand drawn Monet. And over here in China, you see somebody made a system to create a hand drawn painting by monet or not by monet himself but a hand-drawn monet and so you could literally say yes i have a hand-drawn uh, monet in my in my house and please all your neighbors who come in and they'll go oh wow wow i didn't know it must have cost you thousands and thousands of dollars um the skill was from monet the creativity the innovation was from monet but once that thing was done and created you can, it now be, can become a system that other people can create, pop, 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 make the exact same thing. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have to have that same skill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's actually to your point. That's where competition comes from.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, the big thing is, is I always see that common denominator is that, you know, some, you either have a choice you can you can you can let go and realize that most of what you do is a system and enjoy it or you can fight it to the nail until your your competition overtakes you
1: or until you get get old and or, okay. die of stress
0: Yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so the flip side of that if your common enemy is the thing you fight against, your driving force is the thing you fight for, right? Just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. What is it that you guys fight for at ProSulam?
0: Yeah, it's a <laughs> I love you I love your questions, man. They're like the best. It's so <laughs> so good. Um so uh I'm pretty opinionated and I and I used to hold back a lot but, you know, for me, uh, I, I want people to be able to work themselves out of business so that they can build families. Um, you know, not everyone has to have a lot of kids or anything like that. But family, you know, like personally, I came from um, had it just been my mom and dad, I came from a pretty broken home. And if it wasn't for my grandma, and my, my uncles and aunts who, you know, they, you know, there was eight of them, uh, well, including my mom, so seven of them, those were, they have always been there for me. And it's because, because of that, you know, I want people to be able to spend, uh, it's, it's crazy to think that you're spending 60, 70, 80 hours a week at work. And a lot of the times your wife or your husband also needs to work to, in order to make ends meet. Like my, my goal with ProSulum is that you systemize everything, you make enough money to where you can build your family, however that may, might, might seem to you but you can grow your family and do what you want because that's really at the end of the day is what's going to matter. You that's know?
1: really, that's probably the coolest answer I've ever gotten to that question. Um, <laughs> most, mostly because it, it, it hits really close to home for me. Um, and one of my sort of core belief tenets is that, uh, you know, uh, you, and you hear this all the time, right? Like, how can I bring a child into this world? right? Mm-hmm. This world is full yep. of all sorts of hate and vitriol and bad things. Hmm. And that's always really bothered me because I'm like, the way that you change the world is by raising a better generation, yep. right? And um, my kids are, they're they're a gift I send to time and places I'll never see, yep. right? And that's, that's such a powerful thing. Um, and realize that you have to, uh, you know, you have to be there like you have to actually be involved mm-hmm. in order to grow a better generation yeah. right and you know I've said all, uh, I've said a number of times on this podcast like I, I had I really lucked out in the parent department my mom and dad are fantastic mm-hmm. um, and they still are to this day um, and there are a lot of the reason like you know, the reason I can hit where I've hit is because I stand on the shoulder shoulders of their work and that stuff that they did um, and looking back at my childhood the thing that I wanted more of, I wanted more of my parents, Yeah. right? Yep. Um, and they both worked full time. And my dad was a highly skilled scientist in his field. And sometimes, you know, he worked 40 hours a week most of the time, but sometimes it was 60, 70, 80 hours a week when they were doing on things. Like, he actually worked on some challenger um, ah. missions. And, you know, all the way back in the day, he's got some of his work is on the Voyager um, satellite that they are still hearing back from. So, like, you know, um, he... he worked really hard and like he would get sent out to white sands New Mexico with his top secret clearance Mm -hmm. or whatever and couldn't tell me what he was working on um and so like he was doing cool stuff and we always had like I I just remember looking back and thinking my childhood is like the times that he was at home right you know because he was home for dinner a lot of the times but the times when he was like hey I've got two weeks off and we're going to go and we're going to go play like I wanted that yeah all the time yeah and so like for me it was like how do I how do I do that for my kids yeah. Um, and that was sort of like a motivating factor is how do I build a business that lets
0: me build my family? Yeah. And, and you're doing it like with po- Pokemon tournaments and, and just being able to be there at it really at any time. I know that you do lunch like all the time, right. With, uh, with your mm-hmm. kids. like, um, like things like that is, it goes a, a long way. Like it's, and that's where I don't think. I could not imagine going through and because I fell for this, by the way, for quite a few years of hustling and hustling and hustling uh, and th- retiring at 65 and then enjoying my join my kids. I, I fell for that, that, that lie in my, in my opinion, it's a lie. Um, the, 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 if, when I see friends, family holding off, building a family for money, just like I, you know, I was, I, I was in situations where I felt that, um, Thankfully, God, you know, we we had kids and we just kind of went for it, and things work out. It always work out. But when I see my kids out on our land, um, just having a blast, like that's what I want for people. Like when I'm on sales calls, <laughs> and and people hear my roosters in the background, I'm like, sorry, that was my rooster. Turn off. Or if I'm on, if I'm out and about with my kids at a at a at a uh, at, at uh, like it's it's kind of like a boomers it's kind of like a miniature golf place and somebody a client calls and i'm like oh yeah yeah i'm just with my, my kids or whatever that's like that's what i want for everybody is just to i mean it doesn't have yeah. to you don't have to have it doesn't have to be this this eight hours a day seven days a week which a lot of people do um hustle until you your kids go away and you realize crap I don't even, I didn't even know them, you
1: know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know like on the other side of things too, um, it's very common nowadays to hold off having children mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. finances or to not have children at all. Like our, our birth rates are declining all across the globe because people totally. are not having children. Um, and I find that, um, it's distressing on a, you know, social, economic, political level, because if your birth rate drops too low, then we have like problems with culture sustaining itself. But outside of that, it's just, it's, it's sad.
0: It's because sad.
1: children are the light of your life. For and, sure. and it's interesting because like, my, I remember, I've had this discussion with my brother a couple of times. He just hit 30. And I remember, you know, six, seven years ago when my son was young um, and telling him, I was like, I was like, don't like, I know you don't want to have kids now, And that's fine but it's like don't push it off too long yeah right and he's at at the same at the same point you know he's like I don't know that I ever want to have kids I'm like that I promise you that will change like I promise you (laughs) I was like you I was like you think you you think that guys don't have a biological clock they absolutely do And, (laughs) um, and you will want to have children at some point and like um, it was cool. Cause I just, you know, we've, we've been talking a little bit lately and I know him and his, his, uh, his significant other are talking about possibly adopting a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, it's like, that makes my heart happy. Um, totally. not the not the adoption point, but like him actually becoming a dad. Cause I know like that it changes you, it changes who you are, it changes your motivations. And it's one of those things, like there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in this world that be like, you know, if you don't have the personal experience, your, your opinion, like, does still count right because you're a functioning member of society but Mm -hmm. like parenting is just like it like it legitimately changes who you are and until you've actually become a parent and you realize that you're not living for yourself you're living for someone else um i think it's a it's a huge motivation to you know to to change
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) and like it's like it's always fear man and a lot of that comes from you know wanting the fancy pants and lollipops that come from corporate or even with your, if you're a um, a business owner, like I have to do this, I have to do this, and not just like having fear of letting go and, and systemizing and delegating. There's so many different ways you can do that, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I so I actually recently had. Um, And I'm not like, like I said, you have as many kids as you want or no kids, but yeah, kids is way better. (laughs) It totally (laughs) is. It's hard. It's, it's really hard. Even when you work, when I can work four hours a month, if I wanted to, it's still hard, no matter what you have emotions, you have like my, my son and I go to martial arts every Tuesday and Thursday, we literally spend four hours each of those days together. Four hours, so eight hours total a week, just with me and my son. That's one of my sons. Um, but I recently had something where, you know, all throughout having kids, I would have people say, uh, people very close people say, you know, "Is are you done? Are you done? Is this it? Is this it? Are you done? Are you that or whatever?" And I'm like, one, I'm like, mind your business. <laughs> but two, it's like. I don't know Uh, you know we're done when we're done and then um, I actually just recently had uh, someone very dear to me um, share that one of his friends who is a uh, who should be a grandpa right now um, literally has no grandchildren and is jealous that 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 we you know that he has grand uh, grandchildren that would be my grandpa <laughs> or my uh, father-in-law my father-in-law uh is proud grandpa of many children grandchildren and his friend um no grandchildren and he's like that's the, he honestly felt the pain of that and so that's i anyway all all this all this being said like that's the main goal is like is to see that there's so much more than just money there's so much more than business you know there's your health there's a family and your spirituality and if as long as you have you know you're four dimensional you have multi-dimensional you're not just a business person making a lot of money you're gonna have a pretty awesome life
1: absolutely i completely agree um and you know we we talk about it regularly on on the show and um you know how important family and Going that stuff is, and it's not, you know, if you you're one of those people that doesn't want children, it's not that you should absolutely have children. Your family is what your family is. Maybe it's just a significant other, um, or maybe it's just. Uh, um, it, I think the point is when you, you realize that life is more than it's about than about you. Like right? if you have if you have someone that you're giving to, um, yeah. it's a uh, it changes who you are, and I think it it helps you make better business decisions and it helps you make better life decisions. For sure, um, when you're not uh, when you're not making them just for yourself so
0: Yep. For sure.
1: <laughs> so what i want to do i'm actually going to skip a couple of our normal questions just because we've been talking for a long time i want to move into
0: <laughs> sorry i'm long-winded <laughs>
1: that's, that's all right we're both long-winded sometimes we uh we split our episodes into two parts because they start being fun um and we have long long conversations um and i want to talk a little about your own personal heroes Right. So just like Frodo had Gandalf or Luke had Obi-Wan or Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, who were some of your heroes? Were they real life mentors? Were they speakers or authors? Peers who were a couple of years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in your life and your business?
0: Uh, yeah. So <laughs> there are a lot of different mentors. Um, I'll probably just, I'm just going to stick with the business side of things. Um, uh, couple people that come to mind. First and foremost, the guy that actually made me made it. So he's a real life mentor. Um, I actually bought a couple of his courses uh, and uh, had personal coaching and stuff from him. Um, There's a guy named Jermaine Griggs. Um, he runs a business called uh And he also created this thing called automation clinic. He was the first one that I that I ever met. A few years ago, who utilized Infusionsoft. I don't use Infusionsoft now, I use ActiveCampaign just like you do. But he utilized Infusionsoft in a way that I was like, holy crap, you're able to scale personal attention utilizing. Um, utilizing this software, like most people, what they would do is, you know, you'd have your automation, your uh, auto responders, and it'd go out one day, next one day, and then the next day, and then maybe a week from now or whatever. Like he would do things where, where he would ask, he would strategically ask these questions, and then it would put you on this path over here, and it would send you gifts in the mail, it'd call you, it'd text you, it'd do all these different things. And I'm like, I did not realize you could do this, and he created a, you know, um, uh, eight figure business, sorry, not eight figure, nine figure business in the, that taught people how to play by ear. And it was literally just a handful of people. Um, and everything else was automated with automated cool. marketing automation. And in a way where people literally thought he was, uh, he was personally talking to them. And kind of like what you do with the, the whole brain type thing. He was able to do all these interconnections and, and scale pers- what he calls scale personal attention. So that's one. The other guy is um, Garrett J. White. He runs the Wake Up Warrior program. And for, for that, it was a little bit of business, but a little bit of um, real life stuff. Um, I was going through a lot of personal like hard times. Um, Business was actually good, but everything else was crappy, and so I was burning my business down. Um, he he has this code basically where you tell the truth all the time, and so hence, like when you brought when you brought uh up the the uh, uh, my background that you see as we're on this Zoom call, um, that it looks like an office. I could have said, "Oh yeah, well yeah, thanks, man," or and and hide that. But I'm like immediately, I was like, you know, uh, no, it's just it's all it's it's just a green screen, and you know, that might sound small, but for a for a lot of different things in my life, I was lying, even little things, and so it's actually helped my business. It's funny, I've actually had customers who are. So I had a couple of customers where they'll say, you know, have you ever had anyone not happy with your service? And I'm like, Oh, of course. And they're like, what really? Like, why would you tell me that? And I'm like, because I'm going to tell you the truth. (laughs) I, yeah, (laughs) of course I've had, I've had people who don't understand the service. I've had to kick people out and, and it, and that in itself, which would have scared me in the past. Or I would have lied about. Has helped build my business, helped my my relationship. There's a, and there's a lot of other things involved in it, but um, but uh, but yeah, those I would say those two, oh, actually, let's do three, um, and then David Hanemeyer Hansen, um, Jason Freed as well, which he's they wrote Rework, they created Basecamp. Um, run a company called, or they used to run a company called 37 signals, which I think is base, base camp now. Um, they, the way that they do business is how I emulate most of my stuff. Um, very different than your, than your typical way of doing business. Um, if you're doing things, the traditional way of, you know, having an office or, uh, if you have a lot of employees I don't like to grow my employee base I don't like to to I don't need to go get an office somewhere um, I embrace constraints as much as possible because it makes my business better um, so uh, so I would say those those are the, the my heroes it's uh,
1: actually and- a yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a awesome. cool
1: point. The whole idea of embracing constraint, my wife and I were talking about how uh, um, children thrive with boundaries mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the other day. And there's been studies showing like if you have a big open field for like recess um, that and like there's like a, a little, what do you call it, like a paved area close to where you let them out, they'll yep. all stay in the paved area. <laughs> um, and as soon as you put a fence around the big open field, then they'll start exploring into the field because they've yeah. got boundaries. Um, and it's not, it's not just children, it's a human condition that we do better when we're constrained. Um, and creativity thrives when you have limits on what you can and can't do. Um, where you're like, I have to be able to do this in this sort of set of circumstances, right? Um, that's when you have more creativity in your business and your life and stuff like that. So I, I've noticed that in my own business too. Like when we moved our business into an RV and started traveling, it's like I have to be able to do these things with the constraints of, you know, tiny amount of space, constantly changing internet situations, stuff like that. It, it really forces you to be creative in how you connect and how you work with things, right? It's, it's the constraints that make you creative and successful
0: yeah exactly and there's there's been so many times even now like i where i impose constraints on myself or on my clients um that's why like i literally if you were to get a vsa from me um it's even more stringent than when you um came uh and got a vsa you were great because you already knew the system and you, you saw the value but Literally, you have to agree on certain things. If you do not agree, you get kicked out immediately. Um, We put constraints on you because of that very reason. You have to do these things. Um, And same thing with our business. Um, I very rarely will hire anybody in our core team in the last four years we've only, so actually last three years, we've hired one additional person. And it was very, very carefully. Um, And they moved up from the ranks of being a VSA on a client's side to coming into our core team. And it, we literally got like the best of the best of the best of the best. Um, But it came from those constraints. I could just go and hire and hire and I could go do whatever. But it's those constraints that allow you to be creative and thrive, and see that that there's so many ways that um, we, we we come we we become we become very inefficient and wasteful when we think that uh, when we when we don't put constraints on ourselves. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, setting budgets in, in place for, uh, for your business and um, mm-hmm. for your lifestyle you gotta, If you don't have a budget, like what are, what, you know? we're talking, and constraints are really like budgeting your resources. Like what do we have available for ourselves and sticking within those because it allows you to be more creative. Exactly. So let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners. Last question, what are top one or two principles or actions you regularly use that you think contribute to the success and influence you enjoy in your business? Maybe something you would know when you first started
0: out. So I would say you live in a world right now where had this been a decade ago, a lot of what you can do now a decade ago, you would have spent literally 10s of 1000s of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars But now is like $49 a month for yeah. the same type of thing. With Zapier, with Google Business Suite, with Asana, Zoom, like we're on here, Zoom, exactly. Um, Trello. There's so much, many resources out there that are uh, you can interconnect. So I, I'm a I'm a, a board member of a I'm a board member of a, a nonprofit called the encounter ministries and they're amazing uh, because they embrace a lot of these they, they embrace a lot of the idea that you can do a lot with less now so they for their donors they um they when when someone donates at least a hundred dollars or a certain amount of money they use Zapier to then zap to a company called Zen direct, which allows you to send cards and gifts in the mail. And they, they put these people into a uh, uh, year campaign, sending one gift per quarter. And the gifts that it, everything's, it looks personal. It feels personal and they, are able to utilize that that one thing to grow their donor base because one once someone donates once, a lot of times you never hear anything again from the nonprofit. It's like a thank you and that's it. But getting something in the mail that where it's like a whoa, I just got a cool little card or a gift or something like that. Um people then donate more and more and more and more. Um that to them costs the the monthly Zapier fee, and then whatever the cost of sending the, the little gift, it might be $10, $15, but they're able to make so much more in donations just from that simple thing. That would've cost thousands of dollars in, in not too long ago. Um, and so you live in a world where a lot is possible. You just have to open your mind and see see that you like the world is literally your oyster and what you can do with as one person with just zapping a few things here and there and connect connecting a few things here and there through zapier and that's just one thing you can literally scale your business just off of that in um if you if you just to at least do the do do the research and start utilizing it. So
1: yeah, I do uh, I do something similar. Like all of our all of our products, if you buy one of my courses, um, a uh, a little postcard gets sent on the mail. See, exactly, so handwritten and sends it to you and says, you know, thanks for purchasing. You know, you should have a you know, yeah. stuff in online or whatever. But a couple of days later, they get a postcard, and and it's not it's not like like that doesn't do a lot for my business. But it's one of those things that, like, if I if I didn't do it, 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 it makes me stand apart. But um, if it was me, like, yeah. it wouldn't get done. Yep. But you can build a little thing, and it just happens. Um, and you know, so it there's so much more power available today in business. So yeah. So to your point, figure out how you can do more with what is uh, what's available to you now. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. if you start thinking in terms of like setting up systems so that that more happens without your involvement.
0: Yep. And that, and it's, and it's, it's, uh, it's so infinitely cheap and infinitely scalable right now. Like literally a decade ago, you would have been spending thousands of dollars to do what you can do with, you know, like you, your, your handwritten card, it's your Zapier. And then maybe with like Thankster or something like that, um, where,
1: yeah. And it costs a buck.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, but you get that in the mail and it's like, whoa, this guy is amazing. Like who does that? Who, who honestly, who does that? Yeah, Nobody. I
1: have, I have one of, one of my uh, products is a $7 like tripwire, mm. right? And they buy it and it costs $7 to ship it out costs about five bucks. So I make a couple extra bucks profit. I spend a couple extra bucks profit to send a thank you card for buying it. See? Right. And, and people are like blown away. They're like, holy crap. Like, like you yeah. sent me the thing and then you sent me a thank you card for like a $7 product. Who does that?
0: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you're just, you're constantly, like that That puts you on a whole different level. And um, and the more you can do, and the more you can do stuff like that, you have the ability to just with like under $100, have the ability to do, so much more than your competitors, but nobody does it because they're so used to, um, hustling themselves. So,
1: yeah. And it's not hard. Like it's, it's really not super cool. (laughs) Maybe, maybe one of these days you and I can hop on a call and just put it out there for people. Like here's some ideas, things you can do. Yeah. But, um, that basically, uh, you know, ends our interview. I've got one last thing I do at the end of all my interviews called the hero challenge. It's pretty simple. Um, And it's basically this, do you have someone in your life or in your network who you think has a really cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. um, If you don't have their permission to share and why do you think they should come on the hero show and share their story?
0: Ooh, yeah, I actually, I would love to, um, to have Paul, i think he would because he comes from a very different industry the restaurant industry margins are extremely tight very old industry as well Mm -hmm. um and he has grown like he flies to qatar and helps helps uh, build brands and things like that guy's amazing and um he utilizes the stuff that you do with your systems and vsas and so on um for building up really big franchises and brand names. And um, I think he would be awesome.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah, We'll uh, reach out and see if we can uh, get Paul on the show afterwards. So that finishes up the interview. Last question, super easy. Where can people find you? If they are looking to hire a virtual systems architect or they wanna um, listen to Five Minutes to Freedom, where can they find you? Um, And more importantly, who are the ideal type of people to reach out?
0: Oh, that's cool. Uh so yeah, you can find me at uh proslum.com, P R O S U L U M dot com. Yes, that's a very horribly branded company, but it works. People love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can go there. Actually, I have a like free four video course um series on uh, over there. Um and then freedom in five minutes dot com. Uh there's like a master class and stuff like that, uh there, a business process core card, a bunch of other stuff. Um really it's the uh so it's really two types of people the first type is those who understand systems and just want to do it very quickly and have somebody else do it um, and want to get a virtual systems architect to do them for you Uh, those those like you you already wanted systems you just like boom used them like that and did tremendous stuff and then the second is those who are generally in like a, a more a traditional type business where you have employees and you want to start scaling um, much more easily. So um, uh, where you can with you know have your have people on your on your team actually create videos, start documenting them, and now they become much more valuable people. So somebody who was meant to be a marketing director can actually be a strategic marketing director rather than doing the, the day-to-day day stuff. So um, so yeah, freedomin5minutes.com and prosulum.com, P-R-O-S-U-L-U-M.com.
1: Awesome, and for those of you who are listening to this, if you run a business in any form or fashion and you do thing it, you need a VSA. <laughs> right. um, I don't usually give my guests this high of a, a, a praise, but like if you haven't hired someone to do this, reach out to Dean's team and um, and just bring someone on, go through their system and learn what it's like to actually document your stuff. I guarantee you it will change your business and it's one of the fastest ways to have that impact where you put an hour's worth of work in and you get 10 hours of work out of it right? Um, and the coolest part is that that's repeating. You can continue to get that 10 hours of work over and over and over again. And sometimes it's just with the hour of management every week, right? So it's it's the best way to leverage yourself in your business is to learn how to build systems, document those systems, and have other people implement those systems. And the way Dean's team does it is really, really brilliant because you have your virtual systems architect, help you design and develop those systems. And then in the process of doing that, they've learned how to do it. Nope. So then they can actually take over those processes in your business for you. Um, so reach out to ProSul reach out to Dean. Um, it'll definitely have a positive impact on your business. So Dean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our audience before we hit this uh, stop record button?
0: Keep listening to Richard. He is like the genius. Like I, <laughs> I'm actually in awe of you with all this stuff that you do. <laughs> like, Man, if I had just a little ounce of that, I would, uh, I'd have like five different other companies rolling at the same time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you very much, Dean. Appreciate it.